Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Her Enterprise, the podcast where we talk with women about how it feels to be an entrepreneur and um, kind of making sense of this entrepreneurial world for women and moms. We're so happy to have you here. Um, Today, we're going to be interviewing Melissa Nakato from The Traveling Wallet. Um, She's part of our Her Enterprise, but we wanted you to get to know her a little better. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you doing, Nicole? How are you doing, Kelly? I'm great. Hey, Kelly. Hi, I'm doing great, too. I'm here with Callahan. He's my two-month-old, so we might get a, he might chime in a little bit, but I'm excited okay. to be here. Great. Um, well, I thought we'd start with talking. I want to ask you some questions, Melissa. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, so I am Latina. I'm first generation born in the US and I am married and I have two kids, a 12 year old and a seven year old. I really, uh, right now I'm focusing on a speaking career where I'm trying to help families and students learn more about money so that they can live their like unique adventurous lives. So great. So you were over at Traveling Wallet. What did you talk about there? And then, and did you do that? You were, what'd you do before you're focused now? Yeah. So before um, I started uh, writing, I'm an engineer by degree, a mechanical engineer, but what I did more was called lean manufacturing and really what it is about is like studying processes to try to find the areas that are creating waste or not adding value from the areas that are adding value to the process or the system and so before i started typing over at traveling wallet i was working in the aerospace industry learning all these skills that now i've kind of transitioned to applying to other areas And one of those is uh, personal finance. So how do you balance your work and life then, Melissa? To me, I really think we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice by saying that you can achieve work-life balance. I mean, if you just think of a picture of what a scale looks like, whatever you have on each side needs to be evenly weighted for it to be in balance. And realistically, you know, when I was working my nine to five job, uh, I was I was not spending half of my day at work and half of my day with my family and doing other things with my life. You know, work was definitely something that was taking more, more time from my day. I I really want to push against that idea and say, you know, work life balance is not a thing. What we do have though is seasons in our life where we have to be really focused in certain areas and then shift to focus on different areas and so that's that's what i want to help people achieve is like yes i totally understand sometimes you have to 
put your head down and grind things out, but then knowing why you're doing it. So that way you can take that other side or get into that season where you take time off. For example, for me, for a small t- amount of time, I had to work night shifts because I was trying, like we were trying to, you know, take care of our kids without any outside childcare help. And so I had to work nights and it was really rough. But the reason I was doing it was so that then I could take time off and be a stay at home mom and have like focused time with my kids, uh, especially my daughter before she went into elementary school and make that shift. So work hard and sometimes you have to, you know, make sacrifices. But then what is the what is the other side? Like what's the other side of that coin? So then do you tend to shift like more focused attention for sustainability? Like you kind of focus in one area and then shift over to the next? Or how do you maintain sustainability? Yeah. um, That focus is kind of identifying what your limits are or what your boundaries are. For example, I want to share a story with you. My first year working in engineering, when you're a new employee, you don't really know what the rules are. You kind of want to please everyone. You want to get in the good side of people. And I was, as a, in my engineering job, I was asked to work over a weekend. But it so happened that during that weekend, um, my boyfriend at the time was visiting from across the state. And I was asked, you know, you need to come in. You have to buy this thing off so that we can sell it. So I said yes. And I went and I went into work, but they weren't ready for me. They weren't ready for me to do the job. And so I ended up wasting time there. I ended up wasting the time that I could have spent with someone I cared about. And so after that experience, I really was like, no, there's there needs to be some like hard lines, some boundaries that to help protect that work-life balance, you know, that thing that we think exists. And so after that point, I was like, you know, the weekends are my time. My vacation is my time. You know, after work is my time. I'm not going to be on call after my work hours. That kind of helped answer that question of like sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like having clear boundaries is kind of a way you maintain your ability to fulfill expectations and like longevity so you don't get burnt out in one area or yeah, another. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I like that. That can be huge, like wanting to please everyone and then knowing what's important to you and then making those choices can be huge. I completely agree. It's it's the way I feel like I totally can be happy with myself because I can say no. And so, Melissa, how do you define success? Like, I'm still learning on this entrepreneurial journey. I'm still learning a lot about how to increase my income and get the sales and make asks and find clients. And so in that sense, I sometimes feel like I'm a little a little bit falling behind. But then I go back to kind of what my reason is, like, what's my why? Why am I trying to be an entrepreneur? Right now, my focus is actually on my family and my focus is on, you know, the priorities of 
the things that women have to focus on while they're trying to build careers. You know, they have their family, they have work, they, they, there's so many things that we're trying to give time to. For me, I define success and it was difficult in the beginning for me to like realize that I was being successful. It's having really focused time with my family. After working, you know, kind of those hard situations, those hardships, my family and I, we were able to take time off, all of us stop working and go on a four plus mini retirement. That included a 21 day road trip that included going to Ecuador for a whole month and then going to El Salvador for a whole month. And to me, that was really important because my son is 12, like I said. And so like, I have really limited time right now to like fully focus on being a parent or to give a lot of focus to being a parent. That is being successful to me is, is making, you know, the decisions that are going to put me in a place where I can take the time off to do things like this, to have these kinds of experiences. And so I didn't mention it earlier, but I'm kind of a fire follower. If people don't know what that is, it's like financial independence, retire early, and it's part of the personal finance community. So I have this crazy goal where I want to like gather enough assets so that I don't have to work traditional work anymore after 40. But that's a long time. Like by the time I would reach that goal, my son would be 18 and ready to kind of live his own life. What can I do until that point? What can I do until that, until I get to that big goal? And part of that is having like mini retirements, having small uh, moments where we take time off and do 100% family focused time. So that's one way that I define success. And like I said, it actually took me a little bit of time to like really identify it because to me, it didn't sound super crazy or accomplished, but I've actually had the opportunity to be around like, you know, very successful women to have be at events and conferences and talk to them. And the reason I realized it is because they would ask me like, oh, you took four months off. You, you took a mini retirement. How did you do that? And these women are making more money than I'm making. And so it kind of goes back to that. Why are you why are you doing it? Why are you trying to be an op- entrepreneur? What are you trying to get out of that? Usually it's time. Usually it's time to spend with the people you care about. That's amazing. I've I know I've like gone to your website over at Traveling Wallet and seen your graph with your timeline of 40 years and what your micro goals are. So it's really cool. People should go check it out and you can see how far you are. Um, And that's always really fun. I don't know for me to see other people's journeys and what they're doing towards their goals and how they're achieving it. Um, So you talk a little bit about mini retirements and like taking the four months off. Can you tell us more about like financially how you plan for that and how you can kind of look into that? I know you have some strategies that you really like using, but I feel like that's something people want to know, especially if you're like, well, I could lose my job due to COVID for <laughs> a couple minutes. How do I plan for a longer term time off or just where there's where income could be unpredictable? Yes. So 
and that's the one that's the spot where I'm still learning like the whole income generating part is where I'm learning but I've kind of really understood the savings part so that's that's the side of the equation I usually talk about on my side is like if you already have an income how can we go through and ask questions um, for you to identify like I said in in my engineering is like what's adding value and what's not adding value what is you know bringing you joy and what is just something that you've kind of gotten on autopilot about something that's you know money that's being drained in the background that doesn't necessarily bring you any joy or value I definitely talk about that and I even created which I think would be helpful for people right now an excel sheet where I go through and identify all the expenses but the part that I really like about this sheet was when I was saving or when I was in the beginning part of my process I needed to understand if I stop working how's that going to affect our budget or you know if someone's laid off how does that affect your finances and in this excel if you put in all your expenses then you can actually identify like how long is your income going to last you or your savings going to last you based on who lost the job? So you can have two different scenarios for like, oh, if your income is 30K a year and you lose the job, how does that affect it? And the other spouse maybe makes, uh, you know, 50K. Those would have different effects on your finances depending on the person. And then what if it was both of you? How long would your would your savings last? And so that's what the Excel does. It, it kind of goes through the math so you don't have to like do it in your head. The second, I, so I heard you mention this a few months ago when we were talking beyond this. And then like the second you mentioned it, I got so excited about it because I'm all about goals, but I hate math. And that's why I like spreadsheets. <laughs> and um, and the, so I am so excited for this to be a, a resource and a tool for people because I'm like, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to like work with it. And I've even been telling people, my friend has the spreadsheet that they need to see. So I, I'm thrilled that you created it <laughs> and just the chance to look it over would be great. Oh, I, me too, especially with this, this scary times, people are nervous about income and just to feel like you have a tool that can let you know, hey, how ready are you for this emergency or for any emergency that comes along? It's so, so valuable. I mean, I've known about your tool for a while and I just feel like it's such a gift, especially right now. So our next question is, what personal values do you wanna come through in your work and your business? And so one of the things for me, like I've already said, is like the importance of time, but then also, what do you want to do with that time? What's your focus? And whether that's family or traveling or launching your business, like what are the kinds of rules that you want to have in place there? So you have to know why you're making certain moves in your life and your business. For example, recently during a possible new project for, for me, um, we were in a group and someone was trying to write into the rules what we needed to be do doing during our vacation time, like if we would be making ourselves available. And it was even given an extreme example of like, well, what if it's an emergency or someone dies? You know, could you pull yourself aside 
to do work. You know, I gave you my story already in the beginning about, you know, me missing time with my boyfriend at the time. And it's like that experience made it so that I could I could say, no, that's not going to work. You know, I thought that that was asking too much. And that while a vacation to some people might not be as serious as a death, I value the time that I set aside to spend with my family. And let's be honest, like a lot of us, the reason we go into entrepreneurship is because in corporate, we feel like two weeks isn't enough. Two weeks isn't enough time for our family Mm -hmm. and four hours at the end of the day is not enough for us to live the life we want to. And it doesn't even have to be family. It could be, you know, any side projects that you wanted to do. Like you, there's just not enough time in a corporate schedule for that. And so don't get me wrong. Like I said, I know sometimes you're in that position where you have to do that. But if you're in the process of creating your own enterprise, of creating your own business, be careful about what you're writing in as restrictions in your own ventures. And so I really want that to come across um, in my work is like really taking time to identify what's bringing value. So that way, as you're building your business, you're not going to build yourself uh, into a corner. And then say, you know what, I built this business so that I could do this thing. And now I can't go do that thing. You know, I wanted to be able to travel, but I can't now because I've kind of worked my way into this corner. And so that's what I really want to come across. That's so huge. Um, I like remember so many times when I've worked for companies and like when you spell it out, like, hey, if there's a death, like, on one level, that sounds like, of course, I'm going to be there for my family. But then, especially as women, but I think it's so easy for anybody to feel this pull to be everywhere and to be just every spot at the same time. But then, so it, I just remember being given everywhere. Like, I remember working for a company and on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, like answering calls from home or calls, whatever, because you want to give it your best and you want to give it. Um, yeah, you want to give, give them your best and your creativity, but it's just amazing that I don't think we realize how much it actually costs and not like costs on all the other layers to do that where you're like, ah, here it is. And so I like that you prioritize like protecting that time and valuing that. And it's so interesting how you said how you write the rules for your time off and how you didn't like that someone was going to write your rules. And when I worked as a teacher, you had five days bereavement. I I lost my grandfather. I lost my uncle, um, my brother-in-law, all of these people while I was working as a teacher. And the fact that I had to have different proof and it was only two days for this person and five days for this person, I was like, how are you telling me how I'm going to grieve? And so I just really resonate with what you're saying about how somebody else can't tell you how to value you know, your time off, no matter why you're taking it off. So I really think that's a major point. And I'm so I'm so happy you brought it up. And for everyone on, you know, listening on this podcast, you can't see the video, but I was like, hallelujah, I was throwing my hands up because I was like, (laughs) yes, exactly. How can someone else tell you how long it's going to take you to grieve or how, you know, whether it's okay for you to walk away from your family during a vacation so that you can come and do some work 
that sometimes isn't even ready for you to do that they're you know <laughs> they push for you to be there but then it's not mm. even ready um so i really want to recommend this book it's called the year of yes by shonda rhimes and in it she has this quote um going back to kind of the whole work-life balance thing or being a superwoman i kind of want to break that down too i'm like no superwoman means you need to be everywhere all the time and you have to take all the responsibilities of everyone and i'm just like no let's not do that and so anyways in this quote she someone asks shonda how do you do it all and the answer is this i don't whenever you see me somewhere succeeding in one area of my life that almost certainly means that i am failing in another area of my life and that's not to say end quote and that's not to say that you know you can't be successful in multiple areas of your life that's not what it means at all but it is what kelly just said which is you can't be in two places at one time you know you can't you can't be in two places at one time. And so yes, if you're at a business meeting, maybe you're missing a play by your kids or, you know, sometimes things end up happening at the same time. And so then you have to make that decision, which one is going to be more valuable to you? Which one's going to be most important? And I think um, Stephen Covey talks about beginning with the end in mind and his end is like actual death. And in it, he says, you know, think about what you want your life to look like. And I'm like, yeah, at the end of my life, I'm not going to be wishing that I was, you know, working in someone else's business more and giving them all my time and sacrificing my health and my family for all these things. So yeah, I just want to help people ask those questions and dig deep and be like, this is what I really want. And give you the courage to say no say no to the things that you don't value and say it with conviction i give you know power <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah. i'm just so excited yeah. right just i love like, it amen. <laughs> amen yes yeah i yeah and i've said before um that when i hear your no then i can believe your yes that that's like my, I'm like, okay. And especially with, you know, on the childcare front, we would ask my mother-in-law if she was available to watch kids. And if she, she didn't have to be the solution to our problems. Like it was an opportunity to like find a different solution for us. But if she, when she said no, like giving her that permission, even though she didn't need it from us. But I was like, when you say no, then it helps me believe your yes. And I think that can be huge in all areas of our life. Perfect, so. Kelly. Exactly true. Cool. Exactly true. Because if you're saying yes to everything and then you back out, it's like you never know where you stand, essentially. So being able to say no means you're more able to say yes to. Exactly. It's a process. This has been so great. I'm so excited. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us about yourself or... I, yeah, I've loved this. Or do you have any other questions, Nicole? I know maybe, is there anything that you put on autopilot at home just so you have more bandwidth for the work you're doing? Anything you would share with us? Yes. So to me, this kind of goes back to the whole personal finance aspect. Money management is something that can be very, very time consuming. Figuring out what things you can put in autopilot in your accounts 
whether it's, you know, bill pay or your savings, most importantly, um, mm -hmm. kind of creating that reoccurring your 401ks. There's so many things that you can do financially to put them in autopilot. So that way they're not taking up time that, you know, you want to use creating or, or doing something else. Definitely. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, no, I feel like savings on autopilot will save the world. I really feel like it will. It's the it. only way I can like succeed to trick myself into saving. Right. Right. Like, because if you give me the money, because I, I love to spend money, I'm the spender. Right. I don't feel guilty about it until, yeah. <laughs> until it's way too late. So yeah. if I like shove money and especially growing up, like feeling broke all the time, if I save mm -hmm. it before I get it and then I trick myself into having that feeling I find I'm way more successful so that would be an amazing tool to even just so automating has been huge but even just reviewing what is automated I know I try and like review it quarterly in my ideal world but <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah that's so great and then you can catch some of those like expenses that maybe you don't need anymore or like this like automated subscriptions but yeah. yeah, pay yourself first. You're expensive. Yep. Exactly. You're worth it. Oh, this has been really great. Yeah, so <laughs> I've really loved this and I can't wait to hear more from you. And I'm really excited for our mastermind call coming up with you. So I think it'll be fantastic. So. Yeah, I know so many women are getting value from what you're sharing, Melissa. So thank you so much. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Yay! Yay. Thank you, Changemakers, for listening today to Her Enterprise episode 003, where we interviewed Melissa. I hope you're able to take away some examples of how important it is to ask yourself why you're building your business and take back the power of no and why it's important to say no to the things that don't bring you value so that you can focus on the things that do. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode where we will be masterminding today's guest. A mastermind is a moment where we get to dig deep into problems or stopping points in our business. So again, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are changemakers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. On this podcast, you'll hear a mix of interviews, topic discussions, and experience the power of masterminding. Let's grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise with her enterprise are you ready to be a change maker hit subscribe <laughs>